Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As we uh, approach 3 o'clock here, we'll go uh, through the top here because we're joined by Chris Kay, who uh, runs the track. Chris, welcome. How are you? Mike, no, so glad to have you Thank here. you. Thanks for uh, allowing us to, you know, we always wanted to do a show at Saratoga. We've never done one. Uh, we've never did a broadcast. All these years I've been coming here, we've never done a broadcast. So uh, we're glad we could uh, come here. So how's the meet going? Great. The meet has been fantastic. We see, uh, for example, from a handle standpoint, we're up for on-track handle and also up right. nationally. So in last year, we were up compared to last year, when last year we were running at a record rate until we had that washout on Four Star Day. We still ended up with only $1 million off the record. So we're very encouraged by the start of this meet. Well, I, obviously a lot of it depends on whether you can't have a, lose a weekend or something like that, and you haven't had that. Uh, but also, I mean, I just think the place just, you know, it never loses its charm. And, uh, it, you know, the crowds look as look as as, uh, as vibrant and as plentiful as always. They really do. They are. We, we've actually turned it around the last couple of years. People know they can come here and have a great time. You're seeing more and more people coming here on the weekends. We had 38,500 for the Jim Dandy last weekend. Right. This is the Whitney. Uh, we do expect some rain in the morning, but should be right. out here by noon. There is a chance of rain tomorrow, right? Yeah. 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 But it should be out by noon, so the afternoon should be great. And it's a great card, so we're looking forward to another big day. Yeah, you do have a big day of uh, racing tomorrow. And, and really, uh, uh, you've... You know, it's a, it's a fine line. I know there's always the thought of doing more business, which is the business you're in. But there's a fine line. You don't you don't want to lose the charm of Saratoga while you want to give them everything you want to give them. You know, but it's a fine line. But it seems like you're able to tiptoe it here because I don't see it losing a lot of its charm, even though you do have Shake Shack and you do have a lot of things that have been added over the years. But it seems like you haven't you haven't you haven't taken away from what makes people like Saratoga. Right. And one of the great things that you love about Saratoga is the quality of the racing. We have 69 stakes races with almost $19 million. I mean, it's a lot of money. Number two, it's a great place for families. It is. And so this is a, this year we revitalized the children's playground area. Right. If you go there, you'll see 30 or 40 kids. 
we have this soft uh, surface so they can jump around, have a great time. They have the oval track. We have starting gates. We have the canoe. So they have a great time. And then we're going after millennials. Uh, I don't know if you downloaded the app, the, Sarat- uh, the uh, Naira XP app. Right. You can do everything on that app. When you say that, going after them, tell me what what you have to do to attract millennials. What, what, what does that entail? A couple of things. Because they haven't been taken to the track by their parents. So they may have the wrong idea. Okay. So we say, look. And they like it quick, right? They do. Okay. So we say, look, you can watch, we can watch, wager, watch, and win. It's immediate gratification. Place a bet within three minutes of the race. The race takes two minutes. You party for the next 25 minutes. And there's so many different ways to celebrate around the facility. So the idea of giving them a chance to do everything quickly, not stand online for 20 minutes, not do whatever they want to do, get their wager in, cheer for their horse, and then get back to whatever else they're doing. Exactly. Okay. And so one of the big Is that ways working? It, it's beautiful. So, for example, we just down we just created this thing called the Naira XP as an experience. You download this app, and on your app, you can buy tickets from your phone. Right. You can reserve parking. You can also wager through Naira Bets. You can also watch all the races through Naira Now, including your own customized shot, including the paddock. And then you can go right to social media. And at the end of the day, you hit the button for Uber, and it can take you back to your hotel. Unbelievable. Millennials love it. And that's basically it, right? I mean, that. so all the different things... Uh, and every sport has got to target these guys. They have to target this age group, right? I mean, you just have to, right? Exactly. And so you have one or two choices. You know they have, they're have they going to bring their phone. Do right. you tell them ignore it, or do you tell them to embrace it while you're here? Gotcha. So they're going to have it with them anyway, right? Correct. Right. And you mentioned Shake Shack. You're going to be able to go on your phone, right. order your meal at Shake Shack. And not have to wait. Exactly. Express line pickup. Interesting. So, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Do things as quickly as humanly possible is the idea, right? Right. And then provide a record of it so you can then send it to all your friends on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Let me uh, ask you a little bit about uh, all these rumblings. Uh, what about all these rumblings about Belmont and the governor and hockey and everything else? What can you what can you tell the, uh, my sporting audience about that? Well, obviously, we, the state has now issued an RFP, and uh, there will be a number of organizations that are going to hopefully express interest. The RFP says the use should be sports or inter- or, or uh, entertainment oriented and compatible with horse racing. Okay. So I'm hopeful that what we can create at Belmont Park is something that will be uh, a mecca for various types of sports fans and also those millennials that want to come out, have a party. It could be restaurants. So uh, you want to you want to have an arena for the hockey team and you want to have a hotel? You want to have a casino? What do you want to have there? Well, I, I want to, obviously, those would be the decisions made by the bidders and by the state. Right. But I, you know, based upon my experience with theme parks, for example, if you can offer a variety of different experiences and different uh, opportunities for retail, entertainment, and the like, it becomes a destination. And for us to be in an environment where we're part of a destination, I think bodes well for the future of horse racing. So you're, you're not then, so we shouldn't think that Naira is against the idea of building an arena there. You're not against the no, idea of building we're not, an arena we're, 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 We are not against any idea. Okay. And, and to the extent that we could create something that would be worthy of people. Because I know the Islanders people, everything I hear from on the buzz is that the Islanders people really want to go to Belmont and build an arena. I mean, that's really what they want to do. That's, they, they need an arena. They'll have to stay in Brooklyn until they can get there because the TV deal is such that they don't want to disrupt that. So they're looking for a place. NASA Coliseum will not work long term. Brooklyn will not work long term. So they're looking for a home and it seemed to me Belmont would make some sense if if everybody can get in there and play ball, right? Agreed. 
And you, you, what you said about Belmont is so true. We've got the Cross Island Expressway right, right. next door. Absolutely. We've also got a train station. So from an infrastructure standpoint. Uh, yeah, you have the spur ready there. So you're there. And plus, that's their home. That area is really their home. It is there. That's where they draw from. You know, you got Western Nassau. You have Queens. And, and that's their home. They're not that far, really, from where they've grown up. And that's really, that, that would be very much to their liking. It would be very much them almost going home. I would think so. Now, there may be other bidders right. who may have even more compelling offers. Only time will tell. Interesting. But uh, certainly that's an exciting opportunity or possibility. Are you pro or uh, would you be pro-anti or uh, as far as a casino there? Is that something you guys would want or not want? Well, I think it, it depends. You know, when will those come down? Right. Uh, was that 2022, 2023? What does the development look like at that right. time? But again, if you want to be, if you want to be in a place where it's a destination for various people, it, it certainly is a possibility that's worth considering. You know, Chris, we're talking with Chris Kay, who is the CEO of uh, of Naira uh, here at Saratoga, uh, doing a show from Saratoga, first time ever, a little past three uh, on this day. Todd Pletcher coming up, also Joe Girardi uh, coming up in a little while. Years ago, haven't come to Saratoga as long as I have since 1978. There was a thought. Uh, there was people were adamant that any kind of casino or operation at the harness track would destroy the racing here. You wouldn't even know it was here. It has never impacted the racing here one iota. Not even. I mean, that's there. They have a hotel there. They have a uh, a you know they have a casino there. Now they don't have you know table games, but they have a casino there. It has never impacted racing in any way. It hasn't affected your clientele at all, has it? I don't believe so. No, I think that you know what we become is a real destination here, right. and you're we're, a brand, right? And we're you're, you're seeing our attendance grow every year over year. You're seeing our handle grow. Say, I come here every year. I have never stepped foot in that place. Yeah. Never. So I mean, there's I've a lot of once. there's a lot of people like me, and that's that thing is actually basically you could walk here from here. You I could. mean, that's how. So you're they don't run from here to there. I mean, that's not you could have fifty thousand here. They're not going there. So my point is, the idea that that was going to somehow corrupt or or damage racing, it never really ha- it didn't happen to you. It won't happen to you with Belmont. I don't think either. No, to the contrary. I think it, it, the real question is, if you're going to have a casino there, is it the kind of quality level that right. we would have with everything else in the development. Right. So uh, we're not going to say, obviously we have to see what comes on the road right. seven years from now, but we're not ideologically opposed to anything. Okay. So, and, and you know, would that keep racing, the way, would we stay in the status quo as far as racing goes? Because uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk of Belmont re- being refigured, closing, aqueduct closing, becoming part of the airport, uh, Belmont being transformed into an old winter track, which would take a lot of money, we know. What is the future for these two tracks? Will they both stay open? I mean, we will, ha- will we have the same aqueduct-Belmont rotation for the years to come? Well, we will for some time. Right. And then the question is, well, what could we do to try to enhance the experience right. for our guests at Belmont? And that's something that, you know, you have to take these things in steps. And right. So the first step is, well, what is the RFP going to look like? Who's going to be selected? What's going to happen there? But if somebody's going to come in and spend a lot of money for a, a soccer stadium or a hockey arena or God knows what, then if I were owning that franchise, I'd want the guy next door to fix up his property. Chris talked about soccer because there's been a lot of talk there about the soccer team playing there, too, and that they want that site. So that that has been brought up a lot, that there's a battle going on a little bit between the soccer team and the hockey team. The guys who play at Yankee Stadium want to play there, So you're, as Chris knows. And so that's been very much in the forefront, too. So there's a lot of people who want to play at Belmont, who right. want to have a building at Belmont. It's, it's a prime real estate, there's no question. Let me get back to Saratoga with you a second. We're talking with Chris Kay. 
we've pretty much, I remember when it was 24 dates, now it's 40 dates. Uh, it fits very snugly, late July, right to Labor Day. It's a night, it's seasonal, everything fits. Is that status quo, you think, long term, or is there any plans to amend that or change it in any way? Well, you, you know, we take it year to year. Right. So when you say long term, I can't comment. But right. it's certainly our plan to do 40 days where we have. Do you like 40 dates, is my point? Do you like where it is right now? Is it a manageable number? Do you think it's the right number? I think 40 days is the right number. Okay. And the, and the real question and debate is, well, should Because they talk about going July 4th to Labor Day. It has been mentioned right. for years. Right. And, and I don't think we'll ever do that. Right. We have built up that Stars and Stripes event, and so I don't think it'll happen. We won't leave on July 4th. Okay. But I, Which I don't think anybody really wants either. You know, I think they like what it is right now. Right. I think the question really becomes, if you were to take two days off a week, we're the only meet that goes six days a week. Right. And that's been a tradition for many years. And I certainly appreciate those people that say we need to have tradition. But that practice started when we had a full crop of 38,000 or 40,000. Right. You don't have enough horses. And so if you have a full crop of eighteen to 20,000, the question becomes... People don't like two, having two dark days here because they, they feel like they, they, that two, one day is okay. Two days is like they feel like, let's get back to racing, you know? So, But you really have to push it to have enough horses to go, to go right? Exactly. I mean, you really do. You know, you don't... Years ago, there used to be a limit. You could only race here if you had a certain level claim because there were so many horses. You don't have as many horses to choose from anymore. Right. So we have to look at that situation that's going on across the country and say, what can we do to provide the very finest in racing here at Saratoga? And, you know... I and mean, you do draw from everywhere. You pretty much get your horsemen from Chicago, from Kentucky, from Florida. You got everybody coming from pretty much everywhere. California. Right. You're exactly right. We get them from all and also from across, overseas. Right. No question. So we have the best meat in the world. No question. Best and, meat in the world. Not, not even hands down. It's, it's an all-star meet every day. There's nothing close to it. I totally agree. You got so the best meat. We're going to take steps to make sure we retain that reputation as the best in the world. Now, we appreciate history. You know, you've seen the Walk of Fame, for right. example. We uh, have the uh, Whitney Viewing Tower over in the Oklahoma side. We love history. But we also want to make sure we are sustainable for decades to come. So, so you balance. think five day? I mean, if you would do that, would how would you break the week up? Would it be Monday, Thursday? Is it would you do two days in a row? Well, how would you do it? What I'm saying to you is that there's the people, not me, but right. people are always uh, saying, "Oh, we're going to do X, we're going to do right. Y." What I know right now is we're doing 40 days, right? And our current plan is to have six days a week, right? Which everyone we'll, likes, right. right? And we'll see if right. we, at some point in the future we change that. Do you Only have enough, we'll do you have enough horses, or is it it's a it's it's hard, isn't it? It's getting harder. Right. Uh, you know, the great thing we have is two of the finest turf courses in America right here. Right. And you see the field size growing for turf. Uh, the dirt horses are a little bit different. That's why people like turf racing, you know. that. And those extra, I, 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 people might not know this about the business, but every horse after eight adds to your handle appreciably. It does. Appreciably, right. yes. And so one of the things, we have two great turf courses here, two great turf courses at Belmont, and we're in the process of constructing two great turf courses at Aqueduct. Right now we have one right. turf and two dirt. We're going to actually have two turf and one dirt at Aqueduct starting this November. Interesting. So uh, so the problem is more field in the dirt races than anything else. You don't have as many problems. It's hard to get turf horses in, in the race, you know, a lot of times. They overflow, and if you have a problem, weather problem, then you really have trouble getting them in the race. That's the one thing with turf horses gets very frustrating. Dirt horses, you don't have that problem. You're right. You ran a big stake the other day with three horses. It's a shoe I know the shoe you know, I know that's a great race and, to run with three we, horses. And our racing horses. I know you're looking for horses yeah. everywhere. I understand They do that. a great job, and we just couldn't get it. 
Yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, that's a, that is an issue which I don't think people look at. That getting a good quality amount of horses here is hard. It really is. It really is. In California, they'll beg you to bring your horses to California. They call you up and ask you, will you bring your horse? They'll fly out there if you'll bring your horses to right. California right now. And what do they do? They went to three days a week yeah. earlier this year. And, you know, Del Mar only runs for 40 days, but they only do five days a week. So other places in the country are experiencing the same problem. And they made adjustments. And you're still doing all your giveaways and everything for the folks who are listening and all that stuff? You're doing all that stuff again this year? We do. We have four giveaways. Right. We have two of them on a Sunday, the opening right. Sunday and the closing Sunday. Right. We have one on Monday. It's a, it's a, a T-shirt. Gotcha. Um, I think, you know, years ago, people were always worried about the attendance numbers, and so they had seven right. or eight and giveaways. And there were spinners anyway. Exactly. There was a lot of spinners. Exactly. We don't do that anymore. We only have four. We make it a little more challenging to be able to buy that second and third one. Right. And we're saying, you should be coming because we have great racing, great entertainment. You'll have a wonderful day. And it's working. And you're giving people enough stuff to do when they're here, too. There's enough food and drink places. There's a lot of different things for their buck. There's a lot of different entertainment. You always got things going. It's a vibrant atmosphere out there. It really is. It really is. It's, now, listen, Saratoga is in its own league. I mean, it's just an incredible place. It's one of those great, you know, I always tell people, if you've never been to Fenway Park, you have to go. If you've never been to Wrigley Field, you have to go. If you've never been to Saratoga, you have to go. It's 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 one of those special places. There's, it's unique. It's like no other place. It is. It's the oldest active sport venue in America. It's great. It really is. Well, listen, thanks very much. Uh, good luck and uh, that Belmont thing will be interesting. Very well, yeah, interesting. And that'll play out over months, you know. Yeah, so be very interesting. I, I'll just tell you this. If anybody tells you they know the inside story, they don't. They don't. That's it. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's ever changing. And thank you for the hospitality. We really appreciate it. Great place. You put us out here. It was very nice. It set us up and everything. So thank you very much for your hospitality. It's always thanks. a pleasure. Thank you. Take care, man. Chris K. back after this.